Hi, everybody. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today, we have a new segment called Sherpa Shorts, which is co-hosted by Chris Zyker and Matthew Zyker and myself, where we pick one topic or question and we try to dig into it for a bit, but shorter than our typical long-form shows that we do. We know people these days have short attention spans, so this piggybacks off of some of the blogs that Chris currently posts to LinkedIn and YouTube, providing useful insight to the audience about domaining, valuations, negotiations, and other related topics. Also, if you're not following him or connected with him, already make sure you do that one of the best in the biz so you definitely don't want to miss all that great information and then on today's show specifically we're going to talk about how to determine the right price for your domain so you don't turn off potential buyers partners but also don't leave money on the table so the question is how do you get to that sweet spot so that's what we talk about today and remember if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast you can also watch the video version at domainsherpa.com and on our youtube channel at ds.tv we now have all the past episodes there so you can dig into the largest library of domain related podcast content in the world for free. You can also check us out on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. We've also recently integrated with Muse.ai so you can get transcripts and do new search functionality that didn't exist previously. So all good stuff. So definitely make sure that you check that out. And then on YouTube and everywhere else that you find us and you listen or you watch, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like all that good stuff. We appreciate it. And as usual, big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. Yeah. So with all that, it's now time to get into this segment of Sherpa Shorts here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. Aunt, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, and I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. So we always try to do some new things on Sherpa. One thing that we're going to try to do today is we're going to do a little shorter segment than usual. Maybe call this thing Sherpa Shorts, Sherpa Snacks, Sherpa Snaps. I don't know. You know, we could take it in any direction. We'll see. But uh, but I've got my boy Chris Zyker and Matthew Zyker with me, my co-hosts on this little segment. What we're going to do is we're going to keep this to probably about 15 minutes break into a real like a really specific topic question story kind of thing uh because people ask us questions all the time about different things in and around the domain space and how they manage the you know the negotiation the sales the different things that they do with their domains and uh you know it's tough for us to you know always answer every question that we get via email or work with everybody that potentially wants to work with us um so you know this is a great way for us to share and it's also nice to be able to do it in a more targeted way than try to bury it in one of the longer shows that we do which obviously is a big part of the program programming here on Sherpa. So I'll go through real quick with my introductions. I'll keep that short as well. And then we'll dive right into the meat of it. So over to my right, I got my boy, Matthew Zyker, AKA the kid, AKA Zyke one, AKA Matlock, the first of his name. <laughs> What's happening, man. He is our uh, junior broker and has really cut his teeth under, uh, well, you know, I can't, I guess it's tough if I inter- introduce Matthew before I introduce Chris, but Matthew, what's happening, man. Welcome to the show. What's up? Happy to be here. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, excited to do this first kind of shorter segment and hopefully we'll be doing a lot more of these. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So last but certainly not least below me, I got my boy, Chris Zyker, a.k.a. Zyker's Island, a.k.a. World War Z, a.k.a. The Brand Whisperer, a.k.a. Zyker Jordan. Kind of sounds like Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying? He is that dude. <laughs> oh, talk about cutting your teeth, you know. I mean, you've really come up under Drew as the, you know, arguably the 1B best domain broker in the entire world. 
you know, don't tell Drew, but you know, I mean, that, that, that Delta keeps getting smaller and smaller, man, as time goes on. But uh, anyway, we're all with media options, the number one domain broker in the world, which y'all probably already know. But if you don't get to mediaoptions.com, check us out or just Google us, you know, uh, we're not hard to find, but uh, yeah. So like I said, we do these long form shows all the time with our domain Sherpa review our down the rabbit hole series and things, but this is something we're going to do to try to sort of be a little bit more quick hitting. If anyone who doesn't follow Chris on LinkedIn, I suggest you do that. He blogs all the time with some really great insight into domaining, branding, domain negotiation, all that kind of stuff. And, and that was actually what kind of brought this on because we were saying, Hey, you know, it'd be great to do a shorter segment with uh you know on sherpa and kind of addressing some of these real targeted targeted pieces of information so but chris first of all how you doing man how's everything boom 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 all is good i think it's gonna be a good conversation good shorts and and really like it it this thought came about obviously i'm doing it already right now on linkedin youtube i'm getting the youtube shorts uh as they're not the best uh, but listen it's just about yeah. com, uh, consistent communication on the value and education domain names and Yep. And we have a lot of stories. I mean, just a lot of stories of people doing things right, people doing things wrong, uh, framing of domain names. How do you sell it? JD, to your point, how do you negotiate it? How do you get on the radar? What are the, um, you know, what are some pitfalls to avoid? And you know, that's really that's really like we're in our team meeting Monday, and JT had this store. And we're like, let's just do a a, a video on this real quick, right? Yep. The store because yep. this is it's the it's not a unique story. It's a story we've heard over and over and over. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. So with that, let me dive right into it. I mean, so, you know, the names have been changed to protect the innocent and all that good stuff. But really. <laughs> but you're all guilty, man. They're all guilty. Everyone's guilty. This week, right? you're no, all guilty. And look, and, and, you know, it's not a secret that we are the number one domain broker in the world. Um, You know, go to escrow.com, master domains, you know, go back year after year after year. You know, we, you'll see us at the top. Uh, You know, so, and, and we're, so we're very selective with the, the clients that we work with. You know, we, we, we do better outbound, uh, than anybody. And it's, but it's not an easy process. You know, it's, it's very involved. It's time consuming. Um, you know, you guys have done a fantastic job of building up the process around that, both tech and the, uh, you know, and and the actual man hours that go into it. Right. So, you know, we are selective about the names that we take under brokerage. Uh, we get inquiries literally every single day for people that want us to sell their domains for them. Um, and you know, as much as we would love to be able to work with everybody, we just, you know, we just, we can't. Right. Um, so, you know, we're really more about quality than quantity. And, uh, so, you know, one of the things that, that happens, you know, is somebody will reach out with, with a good domain. Uh, and then the question comes down to, okay, well, what is your expectation around value, right? Like, what do you think that you want to sell this domain for? And, you know, recently we had a really great name, great guy who, uh, you know, we wanted to work with, you know? Um, and then when we got into the value piece though, their, their price was just, just crazy high. Right. And I mean, another galaxy (laughs) Galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and look, like, you know, we believe that we're experts in domain valuation. I mean, Andrew did the, uh, you know, developed the Rosner equation, which was baked into the domain Academy and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's appeared in court, um, you know, as an expert witness and, you know, expert testimony. So, I mean, you know, and, and, and it's based on a formula that is, you know, quantitative, qualitative, right? Objective, subjective. I mean, we talk about it a lot. You can go through some of the Domain Sherpa shows, check out the transcripts that we're doing through Muse. You can even search and, and find some of those moments and clips to see, and we can get into that and specifics in another show. But, you know, so we have an idea of what we believe a domain is worth. And, you know, once we hone in on it and spend the time to really get a sense of what we think it, it's worth, then, you know, that's where we are. And, 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 and we're not the only broker in town, right? I mean, there's a lot of qualified people out there. We are the best. We believe that. And, 
very much so. Um, but you know, there are other, other folks that, you know, do the same thing. And, you know, and like we tell people when, Hey, you know, this isn't a fit for us. Maybe somebody else can help you. I mean, we're, we're happy to, to forward and refer people along to the other people in the space that we like. So, um, and that we, that we trust also. So, you know, um, but in this instance, it was kind of like, all right, well, tell me what you think your name's worth. The number is, you know, crazy, you know, bring it back. We talk about it as a team and it's like, you know, we, we, we can't help you. Right. And then go back. Go ahead. Just for the, like specifics, can you give like what was it was like in the millions of dollars, right? Was it like mm-hmm. yep, seven yep, yep. figures what they wanted or was it low seven figures? I forget the. Yeah. So, you know, they they felt it was a seven figure domain, you know, and we didn't think that it was that right. We thought low six figures type of thing and they thought it would be low seven figures. Right. So when you're thinking, OK, it's 10x what we believe this domain is really going because we also believe, hey, this is what we think we can get for it in this market based on everything that we know about this domain, the potential targets. And I mean, this is where you guys and the secret sauce and a lot of which you share, you've shared in your book, you share on your blogs, you share on the show. Um, really to, you've shared at conferences. It's like to anybody who listens, we're we, almost we, too we, much. I shared like, we just like, <laughs> Hey, domain, I mean, by the way, the, yeah. the, the, the book is domain name broker secrets.com. It's going to forward you over to my site. At some point, we're going to get this on domain Sherpa media options, right? JT. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, we well, we got the redesign there. coming up for domain Sherpa. So we should absolutely make that, you know, think about that as part of, you know, when we do the, the launch of the new site, we should make sure that we include that with its own page and stuff. But uh, so it's domainbrokersecrets.com. Is that the uh, domain name brokersecrets.com? Domain name brokersecrets.com. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, and by the way, the fact that you've written two books, is it two books now? Two books, books. Yeah. Two books. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let, let, let's. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to turn this into a yeah. like an infomercial for your book, but wait, no, there's listen, more. But um, there's value in that book. It took me years to write. This is not like something that just came out of me. I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. go through all the frames that we use, and and it's a blueprint to selling your domain, value your domain name, stories. Uh, very valuable. Yep. I use so it. In it. Yep. And speaking of stories, so in this case, you know, so you've got a seller who thinks their name is worth low seven figures. We believe this name is worth low six figures. And, you know, so then we tell them, hey, look, like it's just not going to work, you know. And then at that point, they're like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I made the mistake. Maybe it's not worth that. You know, let's talk about it. You know, I'd be I'd, maybe I'd be happy to cut my number in half. And it's like, well, your number in half is still not what we think this domain is going to garner in today's market. Right. Based on everything we've seen. And it's just not a fit for us. We're just not the ones to help you. But I think there was a general feeling of disappointment on the part of the seller because they recognize that we're the best. If they, you know their best chance of getting the best price and value for it is you is us. And so I think it was probably twofold. One, that the domain wasn't really worth what they were hoping it was worth. And two, then, you know, there really wasn't an opportunity to work with us because the expectations were just not in line, right? So it's like, how do you make sure that when you have your opportunity to shoot your shot, right? And I'm not saying with us, like, oh my God, like you lost your chance. Like, it's not that serious with us, but we are selective about who we work with. Or even if you're negotiating with a potential buyer or seller, yeah, like yeah. how do you find that right sweet yeah. spot so that you don't miss your opportunity, but also don't leave money on the table? Yeah, that, that that's really it, right? It's like, you know, they're, if, they, if they're doing that to us, right, and they know that we're going to tell them what we think that domain name is worth, what happens when a real buyer comes in, right? And I often say, like, would you even know if you got smacked on the head with a two by four what your top offer is for your domain name? Like, you have to know that. And if you don't, you'll end up passing on the best offer for your domain. I've seen it over and over again. Where people are like, hey, I got a, like a, you know, an $8 million offer on this. I was going for 10. Well, I think she was like a 5 million. I was going for eight. And the buyer told me that's my max. Uh, that's all I'm going to go. 
they walked away from it and they haven't had an offer since then at that range, right? I mean, the highest offer is like low six figures. So you have to know that um, in order to sell your domain. I, I have a couple of frames to this, right? So the first one is like our domain valuation frame. I, I call the three pillars. Um, there's the buyer types, like what, you know, who does your domain attracts who it attracts. And, you know, so often people are out there saying, oh, this, you know, you know, this could be the next, you know, Google, right? And it's like, ah, you know, I mean, the chances of that happening are so slim, you know, um, it's like playing the mega lotto, which I'm going to play today because it's a billion dollars. Uh, you know, somebody <laughs> wins, true. somebody wins, but you know, a lot, millions and millions of people don't win. And so <laughs> when you're holding out for that, especially with your domain, if you don't understand that, then you're going to pass on your top offer and, and or your best buyer. Yeah, and it doesn't benefit you because you know in some domains there's one buyer that comes along. Uh, I was talking yeah. to someone yesterday; they had a .net, and they were saying, "Hey, Chris, what's the value here?" Uh, you know, this other company came in, and you know, um, like a brand protection agency they made me an offer. Yeah, and so we're looking at this, and I, I was like, "Okay, first of all, it's a .net, okay, and I haven't sold a .net in. I think I've only sold like maybe two .nets." Since mm-hmm. I've started in eight years, right? It's gravitated towards .io, .ai, .ai is the craze now. Um, I actually have sold a couple .xyz. You know, it does sell. Yeah. Um, Go get it. it's worth it. Yeah, .org, .org is picking up with uh, with you know, I mean, .org is still is still good. But um, we're like, hey, there's one buyer for this. Like when we looked at the, when we looked at it, we looked at five buyer types, right? Um, you can go to you can go to any of my blogs, but explain more detail, but it's like a hobbyist. It's local. That's number one, um, local and a sole entrepreneur. Then you go to regional, national and uh, um, companies. Then you go to Bible scalable, and then you go to high rev entrepreneurs. There's one buyer, right? And so you had to price that accordingly. Like they're buying this for defensive in nature and there's a limit to what they would spend, right? And once this buyer walks, Listen, there's no one else out there. Like this is it. <laughs> this yeah, is your one fun. chance and one opportunity. If you scare them away with the price that's too high just because you're trying to go for the stars, then they're going to walk. Um Yeah, and I think that's a really good point, right? I mean, it, you know, I think there's you have to recognize when, you know, your price is I'm shooting for the moon, right? Because and I think if you look it's almost like the Rick Schwartz model a little bit where you know, he's the most diamond handed old school domainer, you know, not the only one, but, or we even see it with types like anyone who's had a domain that they've, you know, it's taken them 10, 20 years to sell, right? Because they're holding out for the right price, the right time, the right trend. And, you know, and, and it works for people who it's worked for. I mean, and Rick has been super successful and had some of the biggest sales in history, you know, and he's had that success, which now gives him the luxury of being able to be the most patient person out there. Right. Um, but I think if you're actually trying to sell a name and you're trying to realize the value on it, you know, and you, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot and hoping that it's going to parlay into a lotto ticket is very much exactly like you said, the odds are like the odds are winning the lottery, right? I mean, it's just. Well, because it's called options. Companies have options. I, I did a, a YouTube short today. I was like, you need to create a clear and effortless path for your customer, right? That, that is your domain strategy. A clear and effortless path. Now, there's two ways you can go. Like when I'm going to Kansas City to visit Matthew, I can take the back way, right? And go 35 miles an hour, or I can take the highway and go 75, right? So, um, but at the same point, right? So there's two different ways. Like, yeah, you can kind of get there, right? One, you can go fast. Um, but the same point, companies have options. And, and 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 once you start elevating the price of that domain name beyond what it's worth, then other options come open. 
Okay. And those other options are most likely better options depending upon your domain. So we're not saying domains not value. There's a lot of value there. Seven figures, eight figures, six figures, five figures, four figures. It's just, you know, I, I guess in this first segment, right? It's like, just consider this question. Do you know what the top, what, how would you know what the top offer is for your domain name? That's the question. Yeah. How would you know? And if someone offered you that, would you know? And would you pass <laughs> or would you accept it? Yeah. Um, I know. I think. And so, Matthew, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's important to understand that, uh, you know, there's there's shooting out of the galaxy as far as your your price, but then also keeping that there's a difference between that and having your realistic price but in the higher end of the price bracket like if you're looking for a used car in kelly blue book there's like you know great value uh there's like basic market value great value in like higher end of of uh that market value and you can stay there and hold out and you know we've seen people who've gone to acquire their domain and the owner understands the worth they've priced it at the higher end of that spectrum but it's not out of the galaxy and um you know if it's still in that you know, that, that price area, then the best buyer for that domain will step up to the plate and take that down. Not only that, but let's say, you know, further to that point, they'll also be willing to negotiate as long as it's in somewhat of that range. Right. Because the thing is, it's like you said, for folks that have other options and at some point they're just priced out and it just doesn't make any sense. Right. If your best buyer for your domain is a company that is funded to the tune of $10 million, well, they're not going to pay $5 million for their domain name, right? And if they, you know, secured $100 million in financing, they're also still probably not paying $5 million for their domain, but, you know, they're at least going to be willing to entertain a conversation that will put them in a higher price point than, you know, than the, 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 the lower funded, you know, business or whatever that's potentially using your, the domain you have for their brand. And, uh, you know, and I think that becomes a really interesting point. So, Chris, what would be some of your things as far as like when you talk about domain value to answer that question? How do you make sure that you are pricing your domain properly so that, you you know, we're not trying to say, hey, yeah. everybody should be fire selling their domains. It's really because also keep in mind, too, as a domain broker, we get paid based off of a percentage of the sales price. So the more a domain sells for we're fully, you know, perfectly incentivized along with the seller to get the most value for the domains. Um, so, you know, again, we're not interested in trying to, you know, buy or sell a bunch of domains for people. Um, how do you find the right, the sweet spot? So I would say this, okay. we just a couple points here and then keep me on topic here. Okay. Cause I can, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. go off, but <laughs> listen, there's people who built million dollar businesses, domainers on selling three to $5,000 domains. Mm-hmm. They just price them, right? They sell them, they rinse, repeat. Right. Um, and so there's a very old market for that understanding who your buyer is. And then I'm going to go to this opposite extreme, right? Is that why do people buy domains? They buy them because you're 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 basically capturing the wind and the value in that keyword, and uh, you're, so you're capturing that everything that's out there, and so you, you have like wind in your sail in a sense, right? Versus a brandable, like you're having to make you're having to put that wind in the sail, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to invest in that, invest in that, and um, so. Let, let's start. We'll, we'll do two things. So I'll start with the five buyer types, and then we'll go to domain the three pillars of domain valuation. So the five buyer types. Uh, the first one is is the hobbyist. Okay, they're the person that's you know 
drinking, you know, beer with their buddies or like, you know, or, you know, they're in a, in a, I don't know, party and, and they're like, Oh, I got this great idea for this new business. I'm going to do right. They see the YouTube ad. They're like, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to be a coach, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new, you know, um, you know, yeah, supplement line because they saw this supplement company and you can literally start a supplement company for like nothing because you just, you know, privately stick your label on it. I actually did that at one point with watch nutrition. Uh, super cool. Uh, but that's so, those are the those are the pills we take here at Mediafins. That's where we're all so fired <laughs> up all the time. Uh, our own line of yeah, man. That was products. that was uh, an interesting journey, really cool journey actually down there. But so they'll spend three to five thousand dollars, right? It's kind of creeping up a little bit, but you know they'll whip their credit card out. You know they're drinking at night. They've had too many beers. They'll whip their credit card out and they buy the domain name because it's a simple path to purchase, right? It's simple. The desire is very short. If you miss that opportunity. They're not going to email you. They're not going to keep coming after you. You got a short window. And once that window's done, then they they lose the confidence in what they're building and they move on to something else. And so you got to make it simple. You know, that's that's the three to five thousand dollar range. Okay. And like the other two and thing a half. I'd like to say too, yeah. And in that price point too, you know, you've also got to think about how you have a lot of other options at that price point. Right? Oh, yeah. So it's like yeah. You know, I mean, you and, and, you know, you're talking about longer domains, you're talking about names that, you know, have more uses and, you know, more stuff and, you know, not, I don't say more uses, actually more to the point of like, but you have other options and other alternatives that you could take for, that someone could go get even other extensions at that point. I thought it was interesting too, not to get off on that tangent, but the whole thing about the dot nets and, you know, and, and I think that probably is of all, a lot of the legacy TLDs, the one that for me is just sort of lost a lot of its sort of hype over the years where you know there's still some legacy and we talk about this on the longer domain shirt but shows braden pollock is a dot net i'd say he's a dot net he's gonna be like i'm not a dot net guy but you do have a few dot nets braden you have sold a few and he would tell you that it's a lot of the mom and pop brick and mortar kind of old school businesses that you know can use a dot net successfully um but no doubt like the companies that we deal with which are a lot of like you know early stage startups funded businesses things like that technology businesses you know a lot of that crypto fintech you name it health um you know interestingly to see them and now ai like being willing to you know they'd forego a dot net as a dot com alternative and although we'll tell you dot com is king you shouldn't really look too often for an alternative unless you have a really good reason for it um but the dot ios even the dot xyz's dot orgs have I kind of look at orgs and nets as, you know, kind of being sort of siblings that were born almost like they're twins. Then you've got the one twin who's like thrived and flourished and the other twin who's, yeah, the other twin who's the, (laughs) sorry, Danny DeVito, but then you got the Danny DeVito twin, you know what I'm saying? He's like the .net is Danny DeVito and, you know, .org is Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's like, you know. Something happened there with. The, I remember uh, that movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, so so buyer so, type when you're so you're looking at the hobbyist and you know obviously it's going to be the kind of thing where if your domain is the type of domain and a if you want to have really quick throughput obviously the the less you're willing to sell it for the better as far as time and 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 even for us we're not really even really dealing with hobbyists because you know at that price point we're really yeah, that doesn't even yeah. involve much of what we do as far as our outbound kind of stuff. Um, but um, but okay, so that's well, the first buyer. Type. Yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not going to go get wrestling. Let's do another whole another show just on these, right? So then you go. Sure. But my my point is that and I, there's a price range for each of these buyer types, okay? And that's why I create. That's why I, I thought of these buyer types. I really spent like in like I don't know a lot of time, like years, thinking about this, trying to dial it in. Who's buying these? You know, I got on to, um, you know, the sites that that list pricing, right? Um, 
I can't, I'm, I'm thinking it's, oh, I can't think like of it right bio? now. Yeah. Name bio. I pulled everything. I, I pulled year, like a, you know, years worth of name bio. And I just looked at the different prices that these domains sold at. And I was like, okay, that's it. This is your local entrepreneur. This is your regional. This is your regional. This is your sole entrepreneur. And it, it just, you know, they upgraded when they were, when they were scaling and it just made sense. Right. I mean, there, so there was thought behind this. You have to price it according to that buyer type. Who does it attract? And, yeah. And I think um, that's a really good point. And it's like this pricing exercise took me two years and 150 bottles of Zyker pills to get like, <laughs> a, but, uh, but I'm with you. I think that's an important thing when people look at their domain and recognize like, okay, who is actually the buyer for this domain? And if you, and, and if you've got a three word, you know, dot net versus a one word dot com, I mean, it's obviously going to change that whole process and and evaluation because if you have like you know the the, the best internet real estate out there or one word.com shorter the better all this kind of stuff and yeah. you know and also depends on who's out there that are utilizing those terms as the brand and you know to recognize like okay who would it who is really potentially going to be able to buy my domain and then based on that you know what buyer type do they fit into and like you said each buyer type has kind of a range if you will and then yeah. you you know further look and see like okay based off of these potential buyers what is their you know what is their financial situation as far as what they're going to be able to do to be able to even afford what I want to get for my domain. or 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 what is the true ROI for them right and so and, there's sorry oh go ahead uh, and even in those like buyer type brackets you also have to understand and realize you know maybe you've got one or two uh, buyer type like buyers in that zone. Or maybe you've got one, or maybe you've got five. Like you have to understand that yeah. based on what the domain is, uh, you know, it's either going to have more or less. Like we've seen people with unrealistic expectations of, oh, we're going to get like the top five billionaires after this domain. You're like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a very good point. Yeah. No, and that's part of the the I think the analysis that some go through and they think, oh, okay, you know, somebody might. Like it could you know, be like a that, like in that top tier of like you know the top companies going after that domain, but. Realizing that, you know, that's a completely different space just because it fits in that bracket doesn't mean that everybody in that bracket is going to want to go after that. Like it, it's even more niche well, down. When you think about it, you know, top companies have a lot of their own domains already, right? So, you know, you need to kind of hit the right time trend and things for like, you know, to be like, okay, I have threads.com at the time when, you know, Meta is about to release a new service and they decide to name it that, you know, and part of their exercise yeah. is, is evaluating to see what domains are available and at what price, right? So it's like, hey, you know, if this domain is being in our company like Meta, sure, they can pay $20 million for a domain. Doesn't mean that they will. And it if they say, hey, I can get threads for 20 million or I can get threads for, you know, 5 million, I can get topics or some other you know dot com for 20 million or something you know those are the types of things too where it's like you think okay just because they have the money they're going to be willing to spend it when there are other options it starts to be the kind of thing too to recognize like there are other options at certain price points that can you know well companies we we deal with some really big big entrepreneurs who've, who've created multi-billion dollar businesses and crazy exits, like all this kind of stuff. And we've also gone through exercises where they've started their next, you know, their next journey. Right. And, and what they do as part of their process is also when, Hey, we're, we're trying to figure out what we're going to call my next big thing. And they'll go through a whole thing about what domains are available. And then for the domains that they like, it's like, okay, what are the costs? And then they'll also do some other, you know, due diligence around other trademarks, alternatives. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the trademark. So, piece too. so, 
whole nother thing. Just to, to kind of keep this in my mind wrapped to that, this where how we started, right? Yeah. They reached out to you. It was too high. We're like, okay, it's not worth that. And the momentum was gone with it, right? It just wasn't, it wasn't working. And it, it's, you have to have that expectation. So you need to understand when you're negotiating a domain name, um, like here's a trend that I see that that happens is that you reach out and, you know, let's say this domain has been dormant, it's been locked away for a while or starting a broker and you reach out. And the first thing is like, oh, wow, this domain's available, right? What's the price, right? And they come out strong. They're like, okay, what's this price? If it's priced too high, okay, let's say, let's say it's even priced the value that we think it should, should be at. Like they, um, what, what can happen is that they can get, uh, and I forget the word I use for this. I don't know why my brain's not working today, but they get comfortable in their pain. And mm-hmm. so, yes, at first, like shocked. Oh, wow, I need this. I, you know, I need this. Um, they come from the pain. And the longer that lasts, sometimes they just dig in to something that is actually harmful to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's a process to sell this is a process. I call it worldview self roadmap. It's the process of breaking the worldview, showing that your domain name is important. So I wrote the book, Dominion Broker Seekers, to, to educate them, give them a way to look at the ROI, give them the self-view of other founders that, that have done this. But when you when you set that too high, what happens? They just double down and they just, you know, depend upon the size of the company who you're dealing with. Is, is it, you know, the Bible and scale are the best ones to, to deal with because the founders are there, right? As well, you get the bigger I, company, they just don't have like a VP of marketing. Listen, they may be on the firing block. Who knows, right? You don't know what's going on in their head. And they're just yeah. like, okay, I'm done. Um, well, and I, I think you're right. I think, and that's why, it's, again, and the whole purpose of this was kind of to provide a little bit of some sort of anecdotal, um, you know, call it, uh, you know, context around, you know, if you're pricing your names too high, you know, it's obviously going to make it harder to sell them, period, right? So, but at the same time, you don't want to leave money on the table. So how do you find that viable sort of point where it's like, look, most most domain sellers need to have patience. Like you're not going to buy a name and then sell it, you know, within 30 days and make 10 extra money. Like that is just very rare. Um, so you've got to have a certain amount of patience and be able to at least have enough, you know, fortitude, if you will, you know, to, to hang on through the low ball offers that you're going to get. I mean, you know, we talk about that too. And when we're on the acquisition side and folks are like, okay, you know, what should we offer? Right. Now in this case, you know, we're kind of sort of on the other side of the fence talking about, all right, how do you shake a domain loose from a seller, right? That, you know, doesn't want to particularly sell that might have that willingness to sit on a domain for a while. And it's like, well, you have to recognize that they're going, they, you know, the good names get offers almost daily, even if they're just bullshit spam bot type, Hey, let me get, you know, and, the, and understanding what that level of sort of daily activity looks like, you know, because then that helps to say, you know, so that number isn't going to get anyone's attention. That's going to get ignored like all the other spam that right, they get right. is going to get ignored. So it's a matter of finding the right spot to say, hey, look, like, you know, we've only got a certain budget, but, you know, we really want to make a serious run at this name, you know, trying to find the right, you know, intro point in order to really start a real conversation and a real negotiation. And on the sell side, it's very much the same thing, just a bit reversed where it's like, you know, you want to make sure that your number is not so um, you know, unless you don't really care, you know, but people are reaching out to us because they want us to sell the name. They want to sell the name. Yeah. So if you want to sell it, great. We don't want you to not get the right value for it, but you need to make sure that you put it in a place that it's not going to turn off all of the potential buyers. And you need to yeah. have a sense of who those potential buyers are. And this right. is all back to the whole point of, the, of what we're saying on the show, which is you need to have a sense of who those buyers are 
and what those buyer types are like, because then that will help anchor you realistically into what a price, you know, range should be for the domain. So, yeah. And, and then then there's listen, a whole other thing about making, finding the right, making contact, finding the right people, having the negotiate, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the whole other, but you know, let's not even go into all that. Like, yeah. Topics yeah. for the Sherpa bites. <laughs> topics. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's put a pin on it. We'll, uh, we'll discuss more next episode. Yeah. I love it. So, all right, cool, man. Well, no, this was good. I, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I mean, hopefully this is helpful. Um, again, y'all, we're going to try to, you know, knock some of these out and put them out there. So if you've got questions, specific things, and you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we're more open than ever to, to look at what you, the questions you're asking and see if we can't provide some insight and helpful information. Cause that's what we do here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domain. So, Matthew, Chris, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. And, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative in your time and your insight. And I hope the audience is as well. To the audience, as I say in every show, without you, there's no us. So thank you so much for tuning in. And, uh, you know, we're not hard to find if you've got any further questions or clarification. And we'll take it from there. Otherwise, we'll see you here next time on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Peace out, everybody. Peace.